Welcome to Fathers of the Faith for Covenant Kids, where we look back on the church fathers who raised the ramparts which defend our faith to present day. On this episode, we begin a new series on Systematics for Saplings, a summer study for families. Now let's take a closer look. My name is Grant, and joined with me are my three saplings. The oldest is Lila. Hello, everybody. The middleest is Edward. Notes, please. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Da, 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 da. The news on this episode is Eddie is coming to town. My goodness, I don't know where this comes from. <laughs> and the either. littlest is Nora. Howdy from this lapping. My name is Nora. All right, guys. I'm just going to jump right into it. We are starting a new series, and it's going to be on the systematics for saplings. This is a summer family worship study guide going through systematic theology for families and for parents to do with their kids. And so every week on Fathers of the Faith for Covenant Kids, we will be doing an episode on the main topic for that week. And this is going to last for 12 weeks. Wow. So you guys are going to learn a lot. Yeah. Okay. Let's get some groundwork laid here from the beginning. All right. Yeah. Systematic for saplings is what we would call a systematic theology. Systematic theology takes a topic in the Bible like creation or salvation or redemption, redemption, Jesus, the person of the Holy Spirit, and they take a whole bunch of the Bible verses from beginning, middle, end, and they put them all together and they show how that doctrine is taught in the Bible. So it's kind of like a puzzle. They take these pieces from all over the Bible and then they put it all together to make a puzzle and say, and here's what the Bible teaches about creation, redemption, Jesus, Holy Spirit, the church, all these kinds of things. And by saying that, you're basically saying, this is what the picture is. This is the picture that we're putting together. Exactly. This okay. So, to start off, let's talk about the word theology. Sometimes it's like, whoa, big word, Grant. Okay? <laughs> so, let's talk about theology. Theology is a compound word. It's two words put together. Theos, which is the word for God in Greek. And then, ology. Whenever you see ology on the end of a word, that means knowledge of or the study of. And then, whatever that word started with. So, so what does theology mean? God knowledge of? <laughs> God knowledge, or knowledge of God, or the study of God. I'll say it backwards. Knowledge of God. Right. If you like studying animals, like at a zoo, you are a zoologist. <laughs> Get it? I'm yeah, being it always has to all. What would... So listen, a theologian is someone who studies God. And everybody's a theologian, if you read your Bible, right? R.C. Mm -hmm. Sproul coined that term. He said everybody's a theologian. That was actually the name of one of his books. Everybody's a theologian. So why do we need to do this? Why do we need to be theologians? I have a question for Nora that's going to help us answer that question. Nora, what is the greatest commandment? Mm, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And strength. That's well. perfect. Good and, job. And the second one is like it. It's love your neighbor <laughs> as yourself. Okay. 
So in the greatest commandment, you guys, we are told to love the Lord our God with all our heart. And that makes sense, right? When you have compassion for somebody, you love your brother and sister with all your heart, soul. But listen to what it says. It says, love the Lord with all your mind. So studying theology, like we're going to do in this Systematics for Saplings this summer, is how we can love the Lord our God with our mind, with all our mind, okay? And letting who he is and what the Bible teaches change us. So our first week of Systematics for Saplings is going to be covering Scripture. And since Scripture is a form of God's revelation, we're going to talk about both kinds of revelation. So we're just going to quickly walk through these and talk through them and learn a little bit about what we're going to study in the week ahead. Sound good? Sound good. All right. So the number one thing is called general revelation. Everyone say general revelation. General revelation. I was about to say levitation. (laughs) Eddie, say general revelation. General revelation. (laughs) Okay, everyone say general revelation. General revelation. Revelation. So general revelation, everyone gets. Everyone in the world gets general revelation. And what this is, is God showing himself and showing what he's like through creation. And so when we see the stars up in the sky at night, when we see a big storm come by, when we see gigantic trees and the creation working so perfectly, and we see how animals eat that animal, which eats a different animal, and how it all works together perfectly. That's called a food chain. We see that a powerful and a smart, wise God created everything and put everything into order. And this aspect of God's character shows himself and shows his eternal power and greatness in his creation. There's Psalms that talk about this. And then Romans chapter one talks about this. Eddie, you got a question? When I see a lightning bolt, that one... That reminds me of how wonderful God is and that he can create biggest explosion. Yeah, that's ones right. that you've never seen. Exactly. And so his creation is, is meant to point us towards him and to worship him. And Romans 1 and the Psalms talk about this. That's general revelation. Special revelation is scripture, the Bible that we have. These are the exact words of God given to us so that we would know even more. Because... The creation doesn't tell us that God is Trinity, and creation doesn't tell us that God the Son became a man in order to die for sins, and he was raised from the grave, and now is seated at the right hand of God the Father, ruling and reigning, right? We're not told all of that from looking at trees and clouds. No, or lightning bolts. And so, since God created man and then promised to send uh, the woman's seed to come crush the head of the serpent, and then... Throughout all of, you know, Abraham, Moses, and David, and the prophets up until Jesus' time, all of that we were given special revelation, and that's the Bible that we study all the time. Yeah. And this scripture is infallible and inerrant, okay? Okay. So it's infallible. It can't can't make any mistakes because it was written by men who were inspired by the perfect Holy Spirit. There can't be any mistakes in it. So whatever the Bible talks about, it's true. And then it's inerrant, meaning that when the men wrote down the books of the Bible, when the Holy Spirit was inspiring them, 
They didn't make any errors when they were doing that. Not a single word was wrong. No. The Holy Spirit certainly worked through the personalities of the authors. So when Paul, he writes like Paul, and Peter writes like Peter, and... John writes like John. Yeah. Matthew writes but like Matthew. But the Holy Spirit inspired their words to be exactly what he wanted to be written, and there's no errors when they wrote it. Now, why is scripture important, though? Why would we even need the special revelation? So another day this week, we're going to talk about why scripture is important. It's important because it helps us know exactly who God is. God revealed himself to us in scripture so that we would know what he's like and how to love him and how to worship him. Without the scripture, we wouldn't know what we're doing. We would just be like in a dark room trying to feel around what we're doing. But scripture is a light unto our path, right? So we can see where we're going. So that way, if there's a big bump in the road, we don't fall because we and, have a light. And, and if there's a car coming. That's right. If there's a car coming. So the other thing is that scripture not only lights our path, but the Bible tells us that it makes us more like Jesus. The more we study and read scripture and get to know God, the more we become like Jesus and the more we are strengthened in our faith. And so that's why it's super important. But you start every systematic theology, you start off with scripture because that's where we base our belief about God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, salvation, sin, the future. All of it's based off of our book, right? We're the we're people of the book. Yep. Yeah. All right, guys. So that is week one of Systematics for Saplings. Systematics comes from systematic theology, which is a common way of learning about God. And then saplings because it's for you kids. So systematics for saplings. Are you guys excited for this summer study? Yeah. All right. I'm excited too. We hope you guys are all excited too. Make sure to go to rebelalliancemedia.com to get the weekly guide for the systematics for saplings. And make sure that you follow us on social media so that way you see when we post the guide each week and continue to follow along with fathers of the faith as we go through systematics for saplings this summer we thank you for listening and we hope you tune in next week for another episode of fathers of the faith for covenant kids <laughs> <laughs>